Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. A new law starts <laughs> in New Zealand. Well, it's not going to start until, you know, a couple of years from now. But they want to ban cigarettes. Those bastards in New Zealand, man. What is going on? So they want to ban cigarettes born to anyone born after 2008 right now from ever, ever purchasing cigarettes in the country. So um, good luck with that. Uh, I mean, they, if they might as well just ban it from coming onto the island, right? Then you're just you're looking at the New Zealand mob sneaking them in. And then you're going to have to, not only are you hiding out from your parents out behind the show, out behind the shed. They won't be home for a while. Not only are you hiding from them doing that, you're hiding from the law. (laughs) The law is going to lay the hammer down. So it's expected to pass in 2023 which would raise the legal smoking age currently at 18 by one additional year every year beginning in 2027 we're getting desperately close to my 30 minute audio clip with this one a year every year beginning in 2027 so new zealanders 14 and under in 2023 will always be younger than the legal limit while current smokers and those older than 14 in 2023 will always be permitted to buy cigarettes so after 2023 if you're 14 or younger and you want to smoke you gotta steal them and you got to go out back or have your special smoking shed with someone who's older than 14. You know, just doing this bit makes me want to have a cigarette. <laughs> I know, I know. Why you don't have to remind me? I got it. So 9.4% of New Zealanders smoke right now. That's pretty amazing. Less than 10% of the people in New Zealand smoke. And less, I mean, in 2008, it was 18%. I mean, they've really dropped the percentages down. You do that when you start banning things. I'm surprised they don't say it's zero. What are you talking about? Nobody smokes in New Zealand. If we catch you smoking, have a nice day. Sorry, take care. What'd he do? Smoked. We caught him out behind the shed. I sure hope nobody sees me. Oh, no. Somebody saw him. I mean, they're, they're, you're doomed. You're doomed in New Zealand. So the rate of the indigenous M-A-O-R-I. Yeah, the, those the, those people, They their population has 30% of their population smoking. So... Good luck taking the weight away from them. Now, an average pack of cigarettes in New Zealand. I mean, the price is right. I want to give you some price. The average price. What are we paying for cigarettes? 
in the United States right now. In New York, it's probably 15 bucks a pack, right? Because when I was in New York, in Manhattan, I never, I think I bought one pack of cigarettes in Manhattan in my years there because I was out and I didn't want to wait until I got back to Pennsylvania. But it was like 10 something for the pack. In Pennsylvania, you know, you're getting them at between three and five bucks a pack depending on where you're at so you're up and now here in texas i see them priced like for the shorts the barbara red shorts they're like six or seven bucks a pack that's getting outrageous i mean it's almost making it so you they don't it's almost like they don't want people to smoke (laughs) right in new zealand (laughs) average pack of smokes Twenty-two fifty a pack. That makes it slightly <laughs> unavailable for a lot of people. Yeah, I'll give me a pack of smokes. That'll be uh, twenty-three bucks. Wow, man, you are doing some serious damage to your wallet for a pack of cigarettes, man. Maybe, maybe you go to the reservation of the indigenous. Amorphophallus population, the Marari people, or however the M A O R I people, and maybe they have a deal. Yeah, what is it? Maori. Yeah, Maori. That's what I said. Right. Yeah, maybe you go to their reservation, and you spend. You know, you can get them for what? I mean, fifteen bucks a pack would be a great price if you're pricing them at twenty-two fifty a pack. Wow. No kidding, man. I mean, you are smoking that thing right down to the butt. (sighs) I really could. That tasted good to me. And I didn't even, I didn't even have one. Let's see if it tastes as good this time. Yes, it did. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. They've done such a great job of marketing over the years where smoking is your friend and not your enemy. I'll stop talking about smoking. I just, I really feel like a cigarette today and um, I'm not going to. Don't worry about it. Leave me alone. But, you know, they were, they, they become your friends in good times and bad times, and happy times, sad times, dark times, and cold times, and hot times, whatever damn time it is, they become your friends. And, uh, you know, I know they're bad. If they killed you immediately, if they were more like, well, other stuff that people get addicted to (laughs) it might be better off but new zealand i guess you know they're they're doing the the age thing and now they're pricing it out of everybody's reach right i mean it would take it takes some serious money to be a smoker in new zealand i mean if you're smoking more than a pack a day in new zealand you're looking at 50 bucks a day i mean it used to i mean i think the last time i bought a carton it's probably 
50 some dollars a carton 10 packs in a carton so you're looking at you know uh you know what is that five bucks a pack i feel like that's what the last time i bought a carton they were still they were over five bucks a pack so maybe it was anyway i mean that's still <laughs> you know but you make you make do you know so you'll have you tell your kids they don't get lunch today you tell you know you know what you do you don't drive the car to the park on saturday you just instead of walking you just don't go and you stay home and smoke <laughs> uh, welcome to chewing the fat i'm sorry i just babbling this new zealand thing really 2250 a pack Oof. and you not and all the the non-smokers and this that i know i know you think it's great and it's wonderful and i got it okay i got it it just just amazes me hey good news though uh jesse Smollett was found not guilty okay he was not guilty on one count of the six and i was right too yesterday when i first heard it i didn't know you know they said it was guilty on five of six counts i figured that the one count that they would let him off on was the the second reporting to the second detective and that's the one they let him off so he goes before the sentencing at the end of january they claim they're going to appeal we'll see maybe someone can talk some sense into jesse and say dude uh no one believes you okay let it go you've spent way too much money on this you could have just apologized and been done with it. Now you're going to have to apologize and to spend whatever the city of Chicago is going to charge you, whatever the courts are going to charge you, and you're going to have to pay for the attorneys, which ain't cheap, okay? And you've still got family to feed. I mean, you got to get back to work, man. you got to find a show to do. So, I mean, you need time to, you know, make do. And if, they're, if they make the deal where he's not going to do any jail time, I mean, I would have loved the judge to do the sentencing last night. He made us wait. They t- he, the judge specifically asked for them to be there within 30 minutes of when the jury came back. When they we got the jury, the jury's reached a verdict, get back to the courtroom. And everybody's there except who? Oh, that's right. The guy that on trial. He made everybody wait another 20. Don't shake your head like, oh, am I in a hurry? Yes. It's your damn trial. You're the reason we're here. Just agonizing. But, you know, thankfully the jury saw through it. And have a nice day. So then if he wants to keep it ongoing, it's going to be going to be agonizing. So, I mean, we have all kinds of trials going on. I mean, Maxwell's trial is still going on. We've got the police trial going on up in Minnesota. We have all kinds of trials still happening. And we found out today that Julian Assange can be extradited to the U.S. to face espionage charges. And by can be extradited to the U.S., pretty sure that means will be extradited to the U.S. Pretty sure that's what that means. Now, we also have the January 6th convict, but she's not a convict yet, but she may as well be. The Texas realtor that's charged going to the Capitol on January 6th for what she thought, according to her, 
was a peaceful protest march. (laughs) Okay. She was sentenced to 60 days in prison for what the the story says, two minutes and eight seconds in the doorway. (laughs) Now, she posted a couple of TikTok posts. Which, you know, she's a realtor here in Texas. And how old is, I don't know how old she is, but she's got to be mid to late 30s, maybe in her 40s. Jenna Ryan. It doesn't matter. I'm sure she's 20. I'm sure she's 20. But, I mean, I'm not really sure how old she is. Does it say in this story how stupid old she is? It's got to be. Now that I look at the picture again, well, I'm going to back away from my late 30s into late 40s, early 50s. I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter. But she posted a couple TikTok videos talking about what was going to happen to her. Now, the first one she posted, she's in her leggings with her workout bra on, and that's it. That's it. But she's a little momish. Yeah, a little bit of that. Not overbearingly look fat look, but momish. You know, she's and and she she talks about the she talks about don't look at my toenails, and so that means she really cares about how she looks. You know, her hair's done. She's a realtor. She wants to make sure she looks nice for her picture on the side of a bus bench. No doubt about that. You got to look good for those pictures, man. (laughs) When you drive by and nobody's sitting on the bus bench, they see you. So you got to look good for that. And she's probably got her picture on the real estate sign that she pounds into the ground every now and then. So anyway, but Jenna went there and now she, she did her deal. She's going to prison in a couple of months. And she's going for 60 days for a couple of months. And she's got to go in now, I think, in... uh, when does she go in? Well, she tells us, I think. Go ahead. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, I am good, going to prison you. in three weeks. Okay, three weeks. At yeah. the first week in January, I have to report to prison. And the only thing that I can see that's good about having to go to prison is that I'm going to be able to work out a lot <laughs> and do a lot of yoga and detox. Uh-huh. And also, I can't eat because the food is awful. Stop for just a second. I have a feeling that Juanita in prison may have to question Jenna about, that ain't all the things that we can do in here, Jenna, but go ahead. I digress. And there's just no food. There's just so no food at prisons. Hopefully, they no have like food. some protein shakes and uh, right. protein bars, I think. Yeah, oh, that'd be wonderful. you don't want to eat like Thank green you baloney no, that's they, what they have to eat so do they I'm gonna end up losing weight in prison um everyone's telling me that i'll lose weight so hopefully <laughs> i'll finally get done no, everyone is telling you i won't Jen. be able to drink i oh, won't be able to not eat gonna be any alcohol there i won't be able to eat like stupid stuff like chips right. and what all the stuff i eat sometimes. i ate the doritos and stuff so i just wanted to go ahead don't Ice look cream. at my toes because i'm too freaked out to have a pedicure lately right but this is how much I weigh today. Ooh, what does it say? And I'm thinking that I can get down to, you know, 140, so 30 pounds in two months. If I do that, oh, then it will be worth going to prison for, for 60 days. If I can lose 30 pounds, 
It would be so worth it. So you have to look at the bright side of everything you do. And that's what I'm trying to do. So wish me luck. Okay, good luck. She's 170? Oof. Ah, uh, that's definitely mommish. Look, Pat, look. <laughs> She's 170. And she athletically 170, though. Athletically 170. Now, that video was happened one day, and then the next day, she posts another video. Uh, backtracking a little bit. Because uh, she had an interview with Inside Edition, and really, who hasn't had an interview with Inside Edition? I could tell you my Inside Edition story someday. But, I mean, many of us have had Inside Edition interviews. But let's see what Jenna had to say about hers. Hello, everyone. It's me, Hi. Jenna. Hi. And I just wanted to say that... Let me ask you a question. Stop for just a I just, second. I just... Let me ask you a question. If you're a... Uh... Nah, I'm not going to say that. Go ahead. did an interview with Inside Edition, and they were like, what do you think prison's going to be like? Do you think you're going to have a Let me ask you a question. Stop for just a second. If you are... No, I don't want to phrase it that way either. Go ahead. No, I do not think prison is going to be a great time at all. Um, One thing that's important for everybody to know is that I do Uh have a misdemeanor charge. It's not a felony. It's not like I won't be able to work when I get out. I have a beautiful life on the other side of this. It's just I have to go through hell first to get to my beautiful life. Okay, stop for just a second. All right, so now, a day later, it's not about losing weight. It's not about green baloney. It's not about there's nothing to eat, there's nothing to do. I don't know. I'll lose weight. Although, I mean, you push on 170, you know, something you ought to think about. Anyway, the uh, I mean, some of us at 170 would look dead. That would be me. But that's that's a, that's another point that we don't have to talk about. 170. I was probably in fifth grade, fourth grade, third grade. <laughs> second grade i don't recall but (laughs) a long time ago anyway back to jenna and you know i'm going to go through hell it's going to be awful going to prison changed our tune but i'm a very positive person and so i try to look at the bright side of everything and the only benefit of going to prison is that i'll be able to read books that's all there is to do. Read books. Oh, and it's out. not going to be work out. So and lose that's what I plan now. to do. I plan okay. to read books, work out, become a better person. Oh, we're going to work. Really out. work on myself and that. make the best of a horrible, horrible situation. Right, because you got to go I'm through hell. I'm not excited about going to prison. This is to absolutely the worst experience I have ever endured. Um, many times I cry myself to sleep. I bet you but do. As a person that's I overcome so much adversity then in my life, I'm the oh, kind no, of person that gets up and right. fights and keeps Thank going you. and keeps trying. And every day that I'm in prison, I'm going to set my intention to become a better person, a more smart, a smarter person by reading wonderful books. I'm going to become keeps dragging that more I want faithful to, know to God by reading the Bible. Going to be right. I'm oh, going Bible. to work Bible. out, work on my body, and really have yeah. an opportunity to not do the things that you can do whenever you're out here in civilization. Right. So, right. You know, it's not what it's a prison camp. It's important that y'all know this is not you know the penitentiary. There's not going to be wait um, what? I mean, who knows? Anything bad can happen to me. You're right. Stop. I could, I, 
This is not the penitentiary. So it's not prison. All right, go ahead. I could be completely killed and horrible things could happen to me, but I really think that it's minimum. So there goes the whole workout and the protein shakes, the protein bars. We're back to where we're past green baloney. Okay. We're up to, I could be killed. Yes, Jen. Yes, it could happen. Go ahead. Security. There's no bars. There's, you know, it's definitely it's definitely locked down. It's definitely oh, going to yeah. be a crappy, crappy time. Right. And Hell, I thought was what me. you said it's- yesterday. I, I can't. I can't. So she's going to white collar. Oh, shut up then. Even what's her face from. I thought this was worse. The worst thing ever. January 6th. The day democracy almost died. That was the worst thing ever. But not as bad as, oh, I got a varsity blue, Operation Varsity Blues. How am I not saying this without cannon? Wait one moment, please. Okay. I mean, how could I even mention the, the Operation Varsity Blues without, you know, Operation Varsity Blues? Oh, yeah. Come on! I mean, even her didn't have that tough a time. Right? She, I mean, that easy a time. Cannon, tonight's episode, Country Blues. Tonight's episode, Realtor Blues. Gen- I mean, come on. So, I don't know what's going on. Plus, this last picture where she got all dialed up for Inside Edition. I mean, buck seventy, a buck seventy, a buck seventy, right? I gotta see that video again. See if that—that's actually. I believe that maybe it went down. Maybe that's just misleading scale. <laughs> Hold on, here she goes. She's walking on the scale. So this is what I weigh. She goes over to the scale, digital scale, pops on it, touches it, goes back to resets to zero. If you have a digital scale, you know that's how it works. One seventy point six. So a buck seventy plus. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, could use a cigarette too. Would you stop thinking about smoking? I can't take it. So it's Fat Pile Friday, so I'm gonna. We should at least try to get to. I mean, I've got a ton of fat. Just like Jenna, and uh, and 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 personally too. I mean, really. I mean, it would be difficult for me to step on a scale and have it slow down at one seventy plus. I mean, but at once I step on the scale and it's. I mean, it's not slowing down till six seventy, seven seventy, and then it's starting to you know slow back down. Remember the old scales where you had the big fat guy scales so you got the big pads and stuff on the bottom but the 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 poundage reader was the small circle that would come up so you had to put your big fat feet on the pads and then you had to look down a little small circle way down way down there 
Say, I guess they didn't want you to see that it was eight hundred pounds down at the bottom. I get it, and I like uh, I like weighing the 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 weighted bars, you know, like the tri beams when you're selling coke, and uh, you know you're weighing yourself. And I like doing that. You know, I just hop on there at the doctor's office and you just do it yourself real quick. Just like whoosh, okay, boop, boop, and you tell them the weight, and they go, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they believe you. Hey, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Because once you put, because some of them at the doctor's office now they have some newer models now, some of the newer digital ones, but the older style ones, the older triple beams that they had, you'd have to slide over and then you hit the, you'd hit, say like the, they'd only go up to three hundred and fifty pounds, right? Don't look at me like that. I know where it went up to. So, but you hoped that you didn't have to get over the in the days of pre three hundred. You set that thing on two fifty. And then the bottom one, you had to roll along, you know, to get to 60, 70, 80. But if once you're, once you're past 800 pounds, that, that farthest, the heaviest scale on top's got to go all the way to the bottom, all the way to the right, baby. All the way to the right. Then you can bring it back a little bit on the bottom and work it out. Anyway, speaking of fat people, Adele. Uh, good and bad news to Adele. We know that she's got her new deal weekends with Adele going on in Caesar's Palace, which is going to be great. Starting in January and April, that's a big show. I saw some uh, some footage of Underwood's show in Vegas too. Looks awesome. I mean, she, that would be a show to see too. I mean, I bet you Underwood's making some serious cash. I need to look into her contractual arrangements for that deal in Vegas because. Just be interesting to know. But Adele's deal starts in January, weekends with Adele, January through April. And some of the fans are a little pissed. Remember we talked a little bit about because they were pissed that I'm not going to be able to see her now. She's not going to go on tour. She's going to be in Vegas. For... Yes, that's right. You'll have to wait four months. Oh, hell. Boo-hoo to you. The tickets are still going to be out of your reach anyway, despite the venue. But now there are people are pissed at the Vegas prices. Now, not only are they pissed at the Vegas prices, they're pissed at the StubHub and Ticketmaster prices because the pre-sale tickets sold out. But then you can pick them up from other sources uh, that purchased the tickets. So if you didn't capitalize on that, if you didn't get in, you're not in. You can quote me on that. When you're in, you're in. If you didn't get in, you're not in. Okay, that's just those are facts. Those are facts from chewing the fat. That's a chewing the fat fact. Once you're in, you're in. If you didn't get in, you didn't get in. So now it's looking like resale prices ranged from two thousand to thirty-five thousand dollars a ticket to see weekends at Adele with Adele. I'm sorry, not at Adele. Who I mean. Sorry, Adele. Wow. I mean, holy cow. Now, are they going to get that? Probably not. You know, they get maybe a couple grand. Sure. Are they going to, which means that if they're, if they're somewhere a couple grand, that means you're getting into that show for under a couple grand. Oh, I don't know about that. Good luck. I'd like to know what the tickets, what are the ticket prices to Adele? They got to be, I bet you the, well, there's got to be the VIP ones too, right? But those tickets for Adele have got to be, seven eight hundred bucks a ticket oh that's not bad some of these are looking like 50 bucks 
I mean, you're going to have to stay. I don't know that Caesar's Palace lets you on the property unless you're staying there. I'm here to see Adele. Are you staying here at Caesar's Palace? No, we were just coming for the show. Yeah, sorry. Anyone need a ticket? Let's <laughs> stay in here at Caesar's because these people got a pair right here. But why did you shoot my husband? Oh, are you staying here at Caesar's? I am now. Okay, go ahead. I mean, that's not bad. So that's got to be. I have the Arcana Greena, Zappos, Venetian Resort, 44. Those are March, though. Those are March tickets. Good luck. You're not getting into the January shows. Not happening. But they're all 50 bucks. Now you may be. You're, it's the Caesar's Palace, you know, that reaches to Los Angeles. You'd be sitting in the parking lot in L.A., the Caesars Palace bus lot in L.A., watching it on the big screen. But it's the same thing. It's almost like you're there. (laughs) And so I don't know what Adele is supposed to do about it, but the good news is that when you think to yourself, hey, isn't isn't there something that the government could do? Because they could fix anything. Yes, a group of congressional Democrats, and I'm sure they will get some crossovers from the Republicans on this. They introduced a Stopping Grinch Bots Act. And they're going to attempt to stop ticket scalpers from using bots to buy up highly desired items, including tickets. So, man, if you if you think that things are screwed up now... Wait till the government gets involved because it only gets better from there. So let's say you're a 90-year-old billionaire married to a 65-year-old rock and roll groupie from the past. What do you do with your money? What do you do with your life? Well, let's say if you're Rupert Murdoch and you're married to Jerry Hall, you know, who had, I mean, she, I don't think her and Mick ever got married, but she said, you know, she had four or five kids with Jagger. So I know she, I'm sorry. Was groupie offensive? Sorry. So what do you do with your life? I mean, you're Rupert Murdoch, you're Jerry Hall. Uh, Jerry Hall, Rupert Murdoch, he's 90 years old. Uh, big surprise that he's a billionaire. Uh, I wonder if it was her that wanted the ranch. I don't know. Still, I don't know. So it could have been. So they're buying the 340,000 acre Beaverhead Ranch. Don't look at me like that. It's uh, It sits near Yellowstone Park. It has 25 homes on it for the workers. We let them live on property. We let them live on site. Fine. <laughs> um, make sure they have another access road, though. I don't want to see those cars passing by when they come in. Yeah, and if they're the work, they come in through up through the back. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, they drive the main road, but when they come back into the property, they've got to have their own entrance over there. I don't want that. And I don't want to have them access over on this side, except for just the workers. I don't want any of those kids or anything wandering over here bugging me or the family or anyone else okay unless they're gonna work unless they're gonna work (laughs) so it's owned by fred coke one of the coke brothers now they're 
billionaire, evil billionaire. So it's, I mean, amazing. Why would he buy this ranch? I mean, that's a big ranch and it's a working ranch, right? It's a cattle ranch. He's got, I mean, they have homes for people working there, but if you, and they're getting it at the rock bottom price of $200 million. So it's right there. I mean, there's, you couldn't pass it up. Hey, want a working cattle ranch? Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, Jerry and I have been Jerry and I have been talking a little bit about getting uh, a, a cow to put in the freezer. We ought to buy the ranch then, Rupert. What do you think? Okay, I'll buy the ranch. You want to, honey? Oh yes. Mick never bought me anything like that. Okay, how much you want there? Which Coke brother was it that owned this stupid property? Okay, I'm not sure if it was the Coke brother that was still alive, that's still alive, or the Coke brother that died, but when you look into it, it's Fred's son that runs the company now. <laughs> those, those damn Cokes, man, they stick together. <laughs> So Rupert and Jerry, anyway, got this working cattle ranch uh, right next to Yellowstone for a couple hundred million, 340,000 acres, and man, good times, good times. I guess that's what you do when you're 90 and your wife is 65, and what are you going to do with an extra 200 million laying around? You know what? Let's buy that damn farm. We were at, you know what? We were out fishing. And he said, you ought to come and see our place, the Beaverhead, what's the name of this place again? The Beaverhead Ranch. You ought to come and see it. We've got a place for the workers to live, which is perfect because then they don't have to leave. <laughs> when the bad weather comes, they're already on property. And we just keep it up, you know, make sure they have heat, water, and they're fine. You know, if they complain too much, we fire them. But... And, and we're fine. You don't have to see them even. They just drive up the other back road. You don't have to look at them. And so you're fine. How about that, Rupert? Uh, you know what? Rupert, you know what? I'll sell it to you for $200 million. What do you say? I, I'm getting sick of it anyway. I'm so sick of having the upkeep. And then I'm tired of looking at the cattle. And I just, do you go there? all? No, I've never been there. But I, I'm just tired of having it. It's just, a, I'm just tired of it. So why don't you buy it for me for $200 million? Would you like that, Jerry, sitting on the bank of the river as we're fishing? I sure would. Okay, sold. So you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Anytime you can direct message me or email me if you want to try to get a hold. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I see where BTS uh, was the uh, most, had the most retweeted tweet in 2021. And when I say BTS, I mean at BTS underscore TWT. Then above that, they have some kind of drawings. I guess it's their alphabet. And next to the verified account check mark. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't read that. So 
the number, the most retweeted tweet, right? I want to make sure I have the record right. Okay, the most retweeted tweet in 2021. Twitter said the K-pop group was speaking out against the rise of Asian violence following the March killing of eight people in Georgia. That really wasn't Asian hate. That's the way it was reported. Six of whom were Asian women. But that's not why he killed them. BTS, hashtag BTS, was also the top hashtag of the year. So their tweet, they tweeted a stop Asian. What did, was the letter say, though? I can't make out. Because they posted, they retweeted two letters under hashtag stop Asian hate with the, uh, some kind of emoji, and stop A-A-P-I hate with the same emoji. What is that? I guess that's the, I don't know what that is. I don't know what emoji that is. It looks like a, it looks like a turkey. So I'm thinking that it was Thanksgiving, but this particular tweet wasn't in Thanksgiving. (laughs) Go ahead. Tell me what it is. Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. No, I know. That's who we're talking about. I want to know about what the emoji means. The the turkey emoji? Yeah. What does... Now, is it really an Asian American thing? Is that their logo of emoji? I don't know about that. I just know that AAPI is... That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the emoji. Stop with your Asian hate, okay? So one letter had uh, their drawings on it again, and then the other letter was in English. But uh, just so we're clear, okay? We're just so we're clear. I realized that this was at the beginning, but it really wasn't uh, Asian violence. I'm sorry the people got killed in Georgia, but it really wasn't about that, okay? So anyway, that particular tweet, 2.5 million likes. 86.3 thousand quote tweets and 1 million retweets. So congratulations to BTS underscore TWT. You are you're fantastic. Stop Asian hate. I believe you. I'm with you. Hashtag stop Asian hate. All right. I can't go the show. I know. I know. I know. I try to stay away from it, but I can't go the show without saying we're having, I, while I'm recording this today, it's, you know, I'm for those of you that aren't listening to me live right now, you know that it's a recorded show. The funeral service of Bob Dole is going on and they're in the cathedral, the national cathedral. And I mean, I, I guess the national cathedral is like non-denominational I think it's like a non-binary church I'm not sure about that but I guess it is but the choir was just singing and they were wearing their masks and it's just can we not have please the choir well that's when they're singing and spewing their spiked proteins all over Jeff okay all right I see everybody wearing a mask or most everyone wearing a mask except for Ted Cruz 
Um, and I see a, they're all sitting together like they're buddy-buddy, and I know it's a funeral, and we're all sad for the same guy. You know, Bob Dole, I get it. But, you know, to see all them together rubbing shoulders, and by that I mean all the different senators and congressmen. They're all sitting there. It's just agonizing to me. It's just agonizing to me. I'm reminded of how much I don't like them. And then Biden walks in. Biden shuffles in with Jill and Kamala and Kamala's husband in tow. They were all walking behind the white guy. Yeah, that's what was going on. That's what I saw. That's what I saw. That was the weirdest video uh, when he came into the event the other day. That was a Bob Dole thing too, wasn't it? Yeah, when they when they, Bob Dole's we let, we're opening that rotunda up to anybody these days, man. He, when Bob Dole's lying in state there, and well, you died. I ah, put him in there. That's all. It's all. Let him come in. It's, it's ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> when he came in, so Kamala's already in, and hubby hubby's on the end. Kamala's inside. Joe and Jill shuffle on by, and it's gonna be. Kamala's husband, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. I think it's Doug, but I'm not sure. And so, uh, uh, so you got Hubby and you got Kamala, and then you then you would have Biden, Joe, and Jill. So he leans over and he says something to Jill, and Jill says something to him, and then while the thing is still going on, they kind of Jill slides behind him over to the other side, so that it's going to be Kamala, Jill, Joe not kabbalah joe he doesn't even want to sit next to her holy cow man that you want to talk about someone being a toxic individual man now maybe maybe jill can handle the bo i don't know Uh, maybe joe's like i can't smell her anymore when i sit next to her it's too much can you can you take it now maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the perfume Maybe it's the perfect. Oh, she's wearing that nasty stuff again that I don't like. You've got to sit next to her. Maybe it's that. I don't know. But it's really weird. No, I don't think it's that. <laughs> They're not going to make me sit next to Kamala again, are they? Oh. The last time I sat next to her, all she did was pass gas. Made me want to pass gas, so we just sat there farting the whole time. That would not be good. <laughs> that would not be good. I'm just, I'm just saying. Would not be good. Anyway, just weird. The whole thing. And I, you know, I rest in peace, Bob Dole. I get it. I've got to still have to do my... It's too late now. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I'll do it some other day. Yesterday we talked about camels. I told you about the camel, the cheating camel cheating, and that's a multi-million dollar deal. So then I looked up, and I was right. It was the Civil War that we brought camels in uh, to the states, and then and then also yesterday we got the news that a camel had escaped a Christmas nativity scene in bonner kansas so i mean first of all i mean thumbs up to the live nativity scene in bonner kansas right i mean they're bringing in live and live camels man you know they sell the fake ones you can just 
set them inside the fence, and they stay. <laughs> you have to worry about them wandering off. Anyway, I guess the uh, the camel halter broke off, and uh, off he went, wandering around Bonner, Kansas, uh, Bonner Springs, Kansas. Ooh, sorry, I don't want to make him mad. It's Bonner Springs. Got it, Bonner Springs, Kansas, and he's just wandering around and officers and animal control were out searching for him all day <laughs> somebody said hey he's out at the golf course why don't you go pick him up out there and get him off a hole of 17 will you i'm trying to play through and so sure enough there you go that's where he is and so the usually the most unusual is cattle and horses according to sergeant heather pate but nope not this time the old camel broke loose and you see something different every day don't you you do that's what makes bonner springs kansas so darn special Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.